John Landecker at nine minutes after eight o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. Going to be here till 10. So I get up this morning. I'm looking through the papers and online and I see a headline bald eagle watching season in full plumage. Then underneath that headline, it says Illinois ranks second behind Alaska for wintering raptors. So would you help me understand how wintering, wintering raptors? Thank you, Elmer Fudd. How, hey, Joe, Joe Facet is executive, director, is executive director of the Illinois Audubon Society. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. I'm wondering about the wintering raptors. Uh, now you got me saying I'll never be able to say it straight I, again. I know <laughs> it's going to be what? Do, how, what do they call that? Like an earwig or something? Like something gets in your ear and and it just stays there for the rest of your life? Sorry about that. Yep, I um, think so. So anyway, yeah. How about that? That's true. Yes, and I, I've been reading about it today, and I didn't realize number one that eagles liked Illinois so much, and I didn't realize that there were so many activities surrounding their yes would that be migration would that be the right word to our our Uh, area yes yeah 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 winter migration why why illinois why do they come here i mean you see illinois and then you see alaska and Uh i'm like hmm what about alaska and illinois attracts an eagle so to speak well it has to do with food Ah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what, you know, most birds move for two reasons. One's mating and the other is sex. But, oops, the other is food. <laughs> oh, we're even. Now we're even. We're even. <laughs> now we're even. <laughs> Are we live? Cut that out. Oh, no, no we're live. Not not yeah. only will we. Hey, I got some news for you, Joe. Not only will we not cut that out, that's probably going to end up as a promo that runs over and over and over again. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hey, who says birders are stuffy, right? Exactly. I think you've proved, uh, I think you've actually blown up that stereotype for sure. That's cool, because we want people to think bird watching is cool. Yes. Yes. It's all about the food source. So. Uh, one of the major sources of food for eagles are fish. They're fish eaters. Yeah. So they like to hang around open water. So what Illinois has, uh, especially on the Mississippi and the Illinois River, uh, is this wonderful lock and dam system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which keeps the water open. Right. So you that's know, why yeah, coincid- they coincident- Coincidentally, uh, maybe about three weeks ago, uh, I had not driven over the bridges on the Mississippi that you just referenced mm-hmm. there, but uh, I did. And wow, that is unbelievably impressive. And uh, yeah. I, can, I can understand how it would serve as a welcoming area for eagles looking for fish. I mean, it's it's just like uh, the salmon are running, so to speak. Um, yep. So uh, an eagle... Mm-hmm. Grabs the fish with its talons. That's what you call them. Yep. It's yeah. Big, big feet. Big strong what? feet. I mean, because it's not the the beak part that has no. 
No, right. of course they they use the they use the beak once they've got the fish and they right. rip right. it rip it apart. But it's it's the talons. They reach into the water with the talons, and you know they've been they've been known to also take other you know ducks. Um, if there's a wounded slow moving duck, they will they will take a duck, and they're also wow. carrion eaters. So they have no problem landing on a big dead deer along the road or in the field. Really? You mean like um, a vulture? Uh, yes, yes, more or less. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, they're not. They're not the type. They're not going to you know run down prey like we think of with the yeah. hawks and the owls. Right, 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 right. Mostly, they're mostly fish eaters, and even then, the most of the fishery they're they're the dead or the dying ones floating at the surface. So they spend a lot of time scanning the water. Well, I suppose that um, has to do with the balance of nature to a certain extent, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. they clean up the clean up the yeah, rivers of they, the dead fish. The, yeah. How many eagles? Um, how many eagles do you can you possibly put a number on how many eagles are coming around Illinois right now? Uh, well, they figure like just during the year we've got about three thousand. What? Really? Yeah. So that number that number will go up. Along uh, the uh, along the rivers. Uh, if you're just and joining us, if you're just joining us, you, you just missed some really good stuff. <laughs> 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 Joe Fassett is the executive director of the Illinois Audubon Society, and eagle watching is in full season in Illinois. Just ranks behind Alaska for that activity, and we'll do more when we come back on 720 WGN with John Landecker at 720 WGN. So it's eagle watching season here in Illinois, and Illinois is only second to Alaska. With that activity, and Joe Fassett is executive director of the Illinois Audubon Society, and she's with us. And uh, I don't know if you remember that old commercial. I think that was like 1995, where this eagle allegedly lands on top of a car to uh, lay a egg of insurance or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, it's, you had to, believe me, you had to be there, as they as they say. Um, yeah, I was trying to recall that today. I'm like, wasn't there a commercial where this really weird-looking eagle, this guy dressed as an eagle, but the commercial was so bad. You know, it's one of those TV commercials over the years that are so awful you can't forget them. They're sort of, like, iconic. Uh, anyway, uh, so there's our little uh, eagle transition. So this eagle-watching season, how mm-hmm. long do, How long does it last, Joe? Oh, I was, you know, December through... Probably the end of February. Um, of course, you know that's a little weather dependent. So, yeah. unfortunately, the 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 colder it is, and the least you know the, the the least desirable for most people to be outside, the better it is to see eagles. Ah. That, that pushes them. That pushes them to the water. If it's if if it's a milder winter, um, you know, there's if the, if the lakes, the surrounding lakes, and yeah. smaller rivers stay open. They'll stay there and they'll keep feeding there. It's when we get really cold, snow cover, and everything else starts freezing up. That's when they head to the bigger rivers, and it's it's easier to see them. You know, there's there's no leaves in the trees, and they don't mm. care. There's no territory. They don't care who's sitting next to them, and they just sort of congregate in the trees. Wow! And um, congregate. It's, it's really. That's got to be an impressive yeah. sight. A group of it eagles. Is, it is. It is. To see, see, if you see something like 50, 60 um, sitting around in a tree, it is pretty impressive. Oh, my God. They're, they're big. They're big. They're big birds. Well, now, wait a minute. I Unless I had a, a, a years ago, I was filling mm-hmm. in on the morning show here at WGN. 
and it was baseball season. And a trainer was going to have a bald eagle land on the field. Well, not land. Uh He would take him into the ballpark, I guess, and then the eagle would take off and fly around and then come down. And it was some big deal production for a White Sox game. And they brought okay. the they brought the eagle into the studio. And oh, did you get to see him? They put they put it on my arm. They put the eagle <laughs> on my arm, and I was amazed at how light it was. Yeah, uh, they're yeah, they're beautiful. They stay but, and they stay that clean. But they don't wave very much, do they? Do they? Uh, I mean, it was like no, you know, you know, you, you know, you uh, like it. Uh, Easter, a hollowed-out ch- chocolate bunny or something, and it was like, <laughs> it was like, wow, this because you know, they look so. They're well, all feathers, yeah. I, I was going to say menacing to a certain extent. Um, oh yes, very serious right. look to them. Yes, yeah, yeah. And had, yeah they're um, probably maybe around ten pounds. Yeah, I don't know why I thought the eagle would weigh more. I guess, but it, I was surprised at how light it was. Yeah, yeah. So I had this eagle on my arm for. Not a very long time, but it was uh, something I'll always remember. That's for sure. Yeah. What what got yeah. you? What got you're the executive director of the Illinois Audubon Society. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is the result of a seven month search. Joe Fassett is the executive director after a seven month search. So there you go. What, yeah. 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 What got you interested in the Audubon world yeah. and birds in well, general? You know, I've been. Bird watching probably since I was about eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a pair of binoculars for my birthday. Uh, and I picked them up and I've been looking through them ever since. Don't know. You know, birds grab a lot of people. They're just so interesting. They're beautiful. They're fun to watch. And it's a challenge. It's a game you play with yourself all the time. We know what's that bird to identify it. Right. And um, I've just been in interested in birds in a long time. I got involved in the society and just sort of ended up becoming staff and then hung around long enough that um, I ended up being the executive director. And I really love it. Uh, I can tell that you do. And I was looking at uh, an article you sent over and it also what I saw today in the paper, I think they may be the same article and it's a list of, Part of the article is a list of the activities that are in this the area. Activities. Yeah, and yeah. it is it is amazing. It's it's a it's a top nature based tourism draw this time of year. Wow! Um, and it's really great for these for all these facilities because when wintertime gets cold, people tend to not you know you can't go boating, you can't go hiking right. Right. unless you'd like to be out in the cold, which I do. But when the eagles come down, it's a whole reason for people to pardon the pun flock. No, no these destinations. You can pun all you want. They're great day trips. I'll bet. Where would you if if you were going to recommend going to a couple of these? Where would you? What would you pick? I mean, I know there's a, uh, there's so many of them. Uh, yeah, and, also, and we've actually we've actually missed a couple. Um, right. You know, the the one so they they the one at Pierre Marquette is great. You have to make reservations, but they will actually mm. put you on a bus and drive you around. Wow. So that's great because if you get to a location and maybe it's just not a really great Eagle Day, then you're just sort of right there. But at Pierre Marquette, they do the bus tours. 
and then of course you have a naturalist on there that's answering questions right, and, right. you know like you know how many feathers on an eagle and how big are they and you know okay. what do they weigh and everything how many fe- how many feathers on an eagle how, how how many do you think john i'll send you a free hat if you guess correct <laughs> With oh the Illinois Audubon Society on it. What do you uh, think? How many feathers on an eagle? How many feathers on an eagle? I feel like I'm in a carnival sideshow. How many feathers <laughs> on a guest? The 3,000. Mm, double that and then some. How many? 7,200 feathers approximately. What? Give wow. or take a few shakes, yeah. Man. Well, yeah, no hat. That's okay. Don't feel bad. I'll send you a hat anyway. <laughs> And you can wear it to an Eagle Day festival. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of these um, incorporate ice. Well, not a lot, but I saw some of these festivals incorporate like uh, kids' activities. Uh, yeah, and ice sculpting, them, music, so, food. Yeah, yeah, and several of them have uh, live birds of prey shows, which is really great. So you can see. Um, different birds of prey, and I mean, who doesn't want to be in a room watching right. big, beautiful raptors? Raptors. Um, so there's uh, there's a few there now. Um, you know, in a, a close one, which is coming up this weekend, is at the Four Rivers Environmental Center, mm-hmm. and that's um, over in Joliet. So if somebody's not ready to take a a long drive, they could always pop out to there. And you know the. It's not just the rivers. I mean, they are so visible everywhere these days because they they've made such a fantastic comeback. Yes, I see. I see them all year long. Actually, if you're near a river, even if with you within a few miles yeah. of it, uh, it's not unlikely to see an eagle at any time of the year. Tell the you story know? about you just mentioned their comeback. Uh, tell us a story about yeah. that. Yeah, they um, actually. You know, it's, it's as early as, I should say, early as the late 1800s, they started to notice that the eels were declining. And that was due to the bird watchers. And the bird watchers, st- well, they, they're out watching and they started noting that the numbers were dropping. Oh, I see. And it, <laughs> It wasn't yeah. the fault. It wasn't the fault of the bird watchers that the numbers no, were dropping. Okay, them, no, right. but they were they were observing. The bird watchers are always the first ones to notice if you know if of there's course. stranger dangers out there. But right, yeah, uh, you know, late eighteen, early nineteen hundreds, and that was you know the habitat loss. They were losing trees to nest in. Um, they were still being shot because you know farmers were fearing that they were harming uh, the livestock. Yeah. Um, and then it started, and then the food contamination started to sneak in there later. But it wasn't until literally 1940 before there was a law enacted to protect them. Mm. So you couldn't shoot them, you couldn't possess them, you couldn't have their parts. Um, but then, around the, then after World War II, DDT was introduced. Oh, yeah, sure. And that's what really that's what really did it to them. And it was uh, 62. Rachel Carson came out with Silent Spring, and she right. brought everybody's attention to this. So what was happening was the DDT was washing into the water, and since the eagles are high in the food chain, anything that they eat that is ingested, any of this mm. DDT gets into their system. So it wasn't killing them. What it was doing, it was um, interfering with the calcium production, so their eggs were getting soft. Mm. They couldn't produce enough calcium, so they'd lay an egg, they'd sit on it, 
chicks weren't hatching. So once again, what the bird watchers noticed is that the numbers of the matures were staying steady. The immatures were not growing, which mm. meant that sent the alarm out that immatures weren't surviving. But they did make a comeback. So, yeah. So 10 years later, around the early 70s, they finally banned. It took them 10 years to ban DDT. Yeah. And then well, that... their their numbers dropped so bad that they were finally put on the endangered the endangered species list in 78. Wow. But the good news is that it only took 30 years, which seems like a long time. Yeah. But 78, they were listed. They, they took them off in 2007. So this is a conservation success story in our lifetime. I mean, when we, yeah. you know, we're so aware of what we're doing to the environment. But if we really want to turn it around, we can do it. Joe, and, uh, you know, love to- thank you. Story. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about eagles. It's been a pleasure. Hey, get out there and see some. Sounds like a great idea. Thank you. Joe Fassett, Executive Director of the Illinois Audubon Society. Uh, Yeah, there's a ton of um, activities going around the greater Chicagoland, Illinois, Iowa area. Um, Just Google it. I mean, there's family activities. It's pretty, it's uh, 